Hello and welcome to another episode of Don't Give a Buck. As always, it's me, I'm back, I'm Sean, and I'm here with Matt. Matt, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks, how are you? I'm good, thank you, mate. And we have another guest on the show, all the way from Milwaukee. We have radio host Bart Winkler with us. Bart, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good, man. Well, you know, I'm ready for the buck season to start. Uh, we, we can avoid, yeah, we, we can avoid even looking at the brewers and chatting about the brewers. It's sad, so yeah. <laughs> gonna say Under the next thing. Under the buck. <laughs> I say Twitter has been a meltdown the last couple of days. On a plus side, we can cheer you up straight away. She would just jump right into the Bucks chip room and the fact that Milwaukee Bucks are the, U, the NBA champions. Yeah, you know what? It was It's so crazy that I think um, when they won the title, you know, it was two months of just euphoria around here and wherever, you know, wherever people sell the Bucks. And then it like, you had the parade and then it was on to the next thing. Then the Packers started their camp and the Brewers were on a run. And so, you know, the Packers are going on here, but the Brewers just ended very sad. But now I think once the ring ceremony hits again on Tuesday, and the season starts, it's going to be back to, oh my God, we, we won the title. Like it, it, you don't forget about it, but I, I still think that once you finally win a title, I shouldn't have a conversation with anyone I know where we don't mention it. You know, it could be anything. We it, it's won the title, the box won the title. It happened. We talking about it more. So I, I just don't think that because of how, the NBA schedule was and everything else going on. I don't think that the championship really got its time to breathe. And now I think it's going to be a nice reminder when the season starts. Oh yeah, we're champions. Uh, we might be better. I don't know what you guys saw the preseason game the other night, but Giannis and his five second free throw routine and he's making jumpers and he's hitting threes. Like there's a lot to be excited again. So one title was awesome. But if we go back to back, that could be cool too. Absolutely incredible if we could go back to back, which quite frankly, I think we do have a good chance of doing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, we'll go ahead. I just, yeah, yeah, I mean, like, I guess, I guess Milwaukee's closest rivals are in kind of meltdown at the moment with all the stuff going on over in Brooklyn. It's all sort of kicking off there, I guess. Which is, you know what, I'm, I, I stand with Kyrie Irving. Keep doing it. Keep doing your stuff, man. Keep doing it. Do whatever you want. Hey, James Harden, Kevin Durant, you want to join him? Go for it. Be my guest. Please do. You know, and uh, yeah, I mean, the Bucks are better, I think, this year than they were last year. At least they look better on in preseason games, which don't really count. But um, that first game is going to be very interesting, I think, for us. Yeah, I'm pretty, uh, you know, pro-vaccine and pro the end of COVID, but... Kyrie's really changed my mind. Yeah, you know, Kyrie, <laughs> you should be speaking up for us. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. And, and take as much time as you need. I mean, what's the rush here? Exactly. As much take, time take, as, that's, take a huge, that's a self-infliction for them. Well, that's the thing, because obviously the big thing for last season when the Nets got beat by us was uh, we're not fully fit, we're missing players, we're injured. Are they going to use that excuse again this year if it comes to it? You know, uh, we're missing Kyrie. You know, he couldn't play because he wasn't vaccinated. Albeit it's all self-inflicted, they've already got themselves an excuse when we beat them. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing with Kyrie, right? Like, the Nets picked Kyrie, they signed Kyrie, knowing the reputation that, that Kyrie had. He's one of those guys that does come in, come out. And I mean, I don't think this is particularly out of character. I don't think anyone didn't see this coming. 
This is pretty predictable, really, for, for Kyrie like, as a character. And all the best to him. Keep going, mate. Have a great time. Even still, you still got a team with Kevin and James Harden. I mean, that's pretty good. And they've got, you know, pieces around them, guys that want to win a championship. So they're still a good team. But I don't know. I, I do think that you do get, you know, you got you to gotta knock off the Bucks until they're no longer the team to knock off. And everybody says Nets, Lakers, and that's fine. But I think the Bucks are, are fine. The Bucks, the Bucks are best of both worlds. They won. And yet, they, and champions always need to, like, when we win, we got to find the slight, you know, we got to, we got to stay competitive. Don't want to get lazy, but the Bucks don't have to fabricate any of that. Cause it's all being done for them. It's like they won the championship and people are like, nah, you're it's the Nets. It's the Nets. And the Bucks are like, okay, well, if you don't want to, that's less work that we have to do. We'll just go out there, keep being the Bucks. Giannis. I mean, Giannis celebrated the night up for sure. You saw him crying with the trophy, but even at the parade, he was already in like, next year mode and Giannis wants another one and I think these all guys all the guys are going to follow suit so that's that's what I like about them being slighted a little bit is every champion needs to find a way to keep that edge and the Bucks don't need to find their own way people are giving it to them yeah it's, it, 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 it's almost disrespectful right the, the, the amount of times I mean someone asked James Harden in an interview right the, um I think recently like oh how does it feel being the team that everyone wants to beat or whatever like you're you guys the team that well that's that's not really how it should be like the team that everyone wants to beat is the, is the champion of the previous year but I mean that sort of pressure I guess has been taken off Milwaukee and they, they they have no pressure on them to to go and repeat which I think is a you know a blessing for them I like it we're undervalued we're underappreciated and undervalued at the moment like you're saying and if they want to keep doing that I'm all for it I'm Scottish so I'm a big fan of being the underdog and if they want to treat, despite the fact we're champions, if they want to treat us like an underdog going into this season behind the nets, let them do it. We can just continue doing what we're doing. Oh, especially because they don't have to, like, it, it, you know, it takes energy. And that's less energy that the Bucks have to expend uh, on it. So I'm interested to see how they respond to that. I'm interested to see how they look, uh, you know, in game one against Brooklyn. And they've got, I think, the, I don't really have the schedule set to commitment memory yet, but I think there's some games in there and you're going to see, like, you're going to get everybody's best shot, which is going to be fun. But also the home games are going to be, every game is again, going to be a situation of that celebration. And, you know, Giannis has said at length, these people come and they pay to watch me and they pay to watch. Us. I want to give them the best, you know, performance that I can Middleton and drew after, getting recognition that they got for going uh, to the Olympics and winning. I think they've added confidence to their game, just even in that two week span. And then you get more guys settling into their roles. Yeah. You lost PJ Tucker. If the worst thing that happened to a championship team, that's trying to, you know, continue on is lose PJ Tucker and then add Grayson Allen, who like already fits your starting line. They're in a pretty good spot. Championship teams have had a hard time get together. Sometimes these teams are one and done, but the Bucks have set themselves up where they could be here for a while for the next three or four years. So everything's worked out so far with this group of guys, Drew, Chris, and Giannis being added to the mix. There's, there's just no reason to, to go into the season optimistic, and yet it's just going to be fun. I think it's just the, the pressure of, even as a fan, of the angst of, Oh, we got to get back to that spot because if the Bucks had lost in the finals or second round or ever, none of this would be fun. 
none of it would be fun again until they got back to that point. But now that they won, every game's going to be fun. All the, t- all the games are on the national TV under the bright lights. The home games are going to be insane. It's going to be a ticket you have to go to. You know, it's going to be like even in Milwaukee, Friday nights, the first to do Saturday nights are the Bucks in town. That's what I'll do. If not, then we'll go, you know, do something else. But the Bucks are going to be, they're the show in town now for the next five months. I say that's exactly what we want. I can't wait for this season. I think the fact we've got the Nets on opening night and ring night, and now obviously we're raising the banner as well. I think the NBA have done an absolute, pulled the absolute blinder there with that kind of game. Because that's going to be, I see that as a bit of a grudge match. Not so much for us, but for the Nets, given how the how their season ended. The, going into that, that should be a cracking game. You know, I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, and it is, it is yeah, just going to be a, a, a fun season, right? Like, like, like you said, every night, it's like every now, every game at home, you're going to be looking up and the banner's there, you know, like this, like we're, they're playing under their accomplishment, right? Like the, the pressure for them to like have to go and win was, was there for the last three seasons since they, since they lost to Toronto, since, you know, since then it's been like, you know, oh, the Bucks have to do this or are they, are they true? Are they fake? Whatever. There's no, none of that criticism can be chucked anymore. And I think it's just going to be fun to, to watch the guys play with like, you know, a chip on their finger, I guess. I think it's going to be a great season. Obviously, now, speaking of the chip run, before we move any for- further forward, you were a confident man through that whole championship run to the extent that you were even setting up your position for the parade a good couple of weeks before, it even obviously with even one game six. Were you that confident in the entire sort of playoffs that we were going to win? I was confident. I just, you know, you look at the Bucks run, everything with the ascension that they've been on, everything seemed like this was a team that could do it. I, I think that they went through their adversity. And I just think Giannis was determined to make it happen. And, you know, I didn't want to give up when they were down to the nets. I didn't, I didn't want to give up when they were down 3-2 because I just thought the, the Bucks were – you know, the, the whole playoff run was weird because it was like game one every time they were just not ready. Mm-hmm. But then they would pick it up as the series went further. And the further a series would go, the better the Bucks looked and the better that they could assert their dominance. And so we saw them sweep the heat. Oh, that they needed a little bit of luck, but also they wore Kevin Durant and, and that worked out against the, the Nets. And then when they're when they're beating the Hawks, that you know that's that first night without Giannis and you're like what's this going to be like and they come out there and Brooke Lopez has a monster night and everybody steps up then you find out Giannis is going to play again and he looked very good in game one not 100% but still good in the finals to go down 2-0 to the Suns they had both of those games at home I just I just was not ready to I think that we we have such a any sports fan no matter where you are you have such a like a rush to want to quit before it's over because if you quit before it's over, you're not going to get hurt as bad. It's like, you're going to cash out my feelings. I'm not going super in depth with you because I'll be really hurt. I just want to be a little hurt. And so I was still confident in the bucks, but also I wanted to just show people like, it's not over. You're down 2-0. Okay. The bucks have to win four. If you've watched this team the last five years, haven't you? You've watched their growth. I tell people. You think you don't think they can do it? I mean, why are we celebrating 20 game in a row win streaks or 
night 29 shots uh, from three that go in why are we celebrating all these great things if you're gonna give up now after two losses i just i just couldn't handle it i just couldn't deal with it and i did have confidence in the bucks so oh, yeah i put the parade chairs down no i was on the wrong route <laughs> <laughs> and the city taking them away from me so god only knows where they are but I did have that confidence. It was like 10% because I'm on the radio, wacky radio bit. But it really was. I wouldn't have done it if I didn't believe. Bucks and six. We've been saying it for years. It had to come true. It was a fairy tale, the fact that one and six. I think, you know, I'm the same as you. I was optimistic the entire way through. But I did have one wobble after game two against the Nets. Which wasn't necessarily because we went 2-0 down. It was more the score lane and the performance that came with it which was what the issue was for me. But other than that, I like to, whilst we're on Twitter, I normally try to keep myself as optimistic as possible. I'm with you. I don't see the point in being negative. I don't see the point in sort of harassing the team if they don't play well. But that was probably the only wobble I had was game two, or well, the end of game two. Makes in with the fact that it finished at like stupid o'clock over here and I was tired. Did not help either. <laughs> but Yeah, if you stay up for the Bucks. They got to at least not lose by 35 points. Exactly. But yeah. I, that was probably yeah. the only wobble I had. I don't know about you, Matt. I think you were saying you were probably quite similar, weren't you? Yeah, no, it, it, it definitely had, like, it definitely hurts more and you get more of an emotional response, I feel. Like when you're up at, it's 4 a.m. or something and you just watch your team get absolutely smacked. You're like, oh, what am I doing? Like, how can they, yeah. you know, what, the, what what's the team doing? What, what's going on here? Like, this is this is horrible or whatever. Like <laughs> I feel like it's very easy to get very negative when you're when you're running on very very little very little sleep and you're up at silly silly hours in the morning watching the sun rise to a to a Bucks loss. Because I, I had um, a, like, that series was a proper emotional roller coaster for me because obviously we went through game two where you know the team didn't look great, the performance was terrible, to then go to game seven and win it in overtime with in the way that we won it, which. I think the whole thing was brilliant. I then had to go to work the fall- that morning after watching the next game with a massive smile on my face. Hadn't slept all night and had to try and explain to people why I was smiling so so much about a game of basketball. Which obviously over here isn't really something that's quite easy to explain. Not a lot of people in Scotland are big basketball fans. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like when I get hyped about the USA beating Costa Rica in a World Cup qualifier. <laughs> People are like, well, USA is bigger than Costa Rica. Yeah, but our team kind of sucks, but we don't, but we do. <laughs> Why'd you watch it? Baseball was on. I know, but, you know, it's that kind of thing. Exactly. But, obviously, apart from that, obviously, the fact that we won in six, as you touched on there, we've been saying bucks in six for so long, to then go in and actually win the championship after 50 years at, in game six at home was just a fairy tale. Which Milwaukee must have been absolutely going crazy for I know for days afterwards. The party must have been brilliant. Yeah, uh, I I didn't get down. I didn't go to any of the games. I wasn't in the building for any of them, uh, which I know I'll regret. Uh, I because I could have like covered them for work, but I wanted the fan experience, you know. Yeah. And I was trying to get tickets. They got very high very quickly price wise. So what I I did go down to the Deer District and I. I was down in the district outside the stadium for uh, both of the clinching games when they clinched and beat the Hawks. 
And then when they clinched and beat the Nets or no, the Suns in the finals. And when they beat the, when they beat the Hawks, you felt pretty good. And then I, I think that was the game where it was like, no, that was against the Suns. The Hawks, yeah, the Hawks, you had like a nice 20 point lead. I was still like counting every shot. Cause I'm like, I just, I'm not celebrating until it's over. There was a, someone took a video of me where we're down there and everyone's going crazy. There's like a minute left or up 15 and I'm still like stone cold. Like, cause if we win, we're going to the finals, you know, we're going, we're going to the NBA finals and, and they won obviously and the place goes crazy. Um, and then, yeah, that was wild because it was 4th of July weekend. And so there's like fireworks going off in the middle of the street and <laughs> traffic 10 blocks around the stadium. is just, you have no chance. It just turns into walkways. And then for the finals, the best part about the finals was once they won game five, you just knew they were going to win bucks. It was either they were going to win game six. You just knew it was going to happen because it was just after that lob, you know, the alley. So game six, the morning of, it was all, everybody was just ready to celebrate. There was not a doubt in anyone's mind. That's, you know, you get into a big game and oh, I'm apprehensive. I'm nervous. Like I talked about before, you want to cash out on your feelings, but everybody knew. And I'm getting texts from people I haven't talked to in a while. Like, Hey, I'm going to try to make it down to Milwaukee. I, you know, I got to get down to Milwaukee. Even people that haven't been down to the city in 10, 15 years, they, had, they just had to be a part of it. And so it was just a flood of people outside, as you know, and to be right there in the middle of it with the champagne and all this stuff. And I'm working the next day and I do my radio show at six in the morning and we actually, we are special. We we're on at five. So all the festivities, the party doesn't start till the game's over. It's 10 o'clock. And by that time I'm feeling good. And then I like, I've gotten five calls from my boss that night. Don't, 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 don't. He, my boss is calling other people to call me like constant reminders. <laughs> you have to be on the air. Don't celebrate too much. I made it on the air in time. I will say that. And I think we had a good show that day. How could we not? But it was just, it was just so crazy, man. And that buzz did stay with us for a while. The parade was great. Uh, that was another great day, but I do think that it, it kind of quickly moved on to the next thing sports wise around here. And so I am, I am, glad while i still wish the brewers were playing i really really do because there would have been game three of the nlcs would have been the same night as the ring ceremony but it in a way for the bucks it's good that they can get that attention again they can be the, the, be on the point. we can we can focus on them a little bit more the the nba was so rushed i'm not even talking about uh you know football and baseball the draft was like two days later you know free agency <laughs> like two days later. so just on the nba calendar we barely got the time to celebrate the Bucks championship without looking for the next one. So to have it be the one thing going on on Tuesday, I think it's going to be great. Absolutely. I'm telling you, if I was doing your job and I had to be on the radio for five o'clock the following morning, I can tell you right now, I would be absolutely hammered. I would be so drunk. It would be unreal that that entire show would be. Well, I, I was no idea sure. what was I did. I did let callers talk a little longer than normal. <laughs> I did play more audio than I know normally play yeah commercial breaks but I mean, a lot of bonus commercials for clients that day because for us right where we are if if we're to be in work at 5 a.m i mean i don't know what time you had to be in short because like if we're if we're to be in the air here like that's the game finishes at five 
for it, I'm pretty sure it finished like I mean game probably finished at around four right and then all the championship celebrations went on for ages I mean I didn't go to bed until the sun came up and I didn't want to go to bed either like I knew that I knew that I had to go to bed like you have to sleep you can't not go to bed I had something to do the next day as well like it was really silly but um I was sitting there at 6 a.m just completely buzzing and just like from excitement I was scrolling through Twitter looking at every single Bucks video I could find in the world I was on YouTube watching like Bucks video after Bucks video just like keep the endorphins coming because I can't get off this like crazy feeling and it's like I can't go to sleep how am I supposed to go to sleep the sun's up and I'm feeling insane I can't go to bed <laughs> but, um, yeah for us here if like you show up anywhere that next day or even that week and you like look terrible and you have a meeting or whatever and you're late the person because we're all in it they're like box box but you guys are like, <laughs> you guys are like what you stayed up for what you you watching what last it was, uh, that was it. NFL? I, was, oh. I was dancing around my living room at five o'clock in the morning with a bottle of whiskey That's and weird. i think i went to bed i'm like you Matt. i was in bed about six seven o'clock in the morning and I actually woke my wife up to tell her that we won to which I, I won't tell you what she said, but she wasn't best pleased to get woke up to be told. Uh, it was just crazy because yeah. I, I ended up on a um, news channel over in Milwaukee after that. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah, they, we got an, the NBA UK fans page got a message basically looking for any um sort of UK Bucks fans that wanted to go on and chat about the um championship, so that was pretty cool. But like you're saying, pre season came pretty quickly after the. Chip, obviously, the whole thing was very rushed, very quick, very condensed. What have you made of preseason so far? Well, I think uh, seeing Giannis the other night, all of a sudden, I don't know where he would have had time to work on his jumper or where he had time to shorten up his free throw routine. And again, it's just a couple of clips. You know, I didn't, I didn't see every minute of every preseason game yet. But I think what I like is that, obviously, somehow Giannis found time to improve. And I do think Grayson Allen is going to be a good piece. Uh, Grayson Allen, I knew as soon as we signed him, because we don't like him in Wisconsin. He, he played for Duke when, when they beat the Badgers, and he's a very dirty player if he's not on your team. If he's on your team, he's a very tactful, useful player. But if he's on the other team, he's very dirty. But I knew as soon as we signed him, like, all right, I'll get over the Wisconsin thing. I don't know how long it will take. I think the first shot I saw Grayson took, I was like, oh, this might be like an improvement. Like this guy, this guy fits in here almost perfectly. So I'm excited about that. You know, obviously throw that Portis's back. I want to see minutes for Jordan Wara. I want to see minutes for him. Uh, and I just, I just think that the team, you know, they're, they're a different team. It's going to be different without PJ Tucker, but I think that they're, uh, they're, they're definitely a top three contender. They're, they didn't lose a lot. Giannis is still at the point where he's going to keep getting better. That's the crazy thing about Giannis. He's already a top one, you know, two, three, one player in the league. And he's so great. And there's so many things he's so great at. And yet he does have weaknesses and his weaknesses are pretty defined, but he's still the greatest. So if you improve on those weaknesses, even 50%, I mean, this guy can, this guy could end up being the greatest basketball player ever, ever. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just, it's just amazing. It's amazing that he's here. It's amazing that he stayed. It's amazing that he should not have played in the finals, but his knee wouldn't allow it to quit. Just all of this is amazing. So 
yeah, you gotta, you gotta really enjoy every, every bit of it that you can and dancing around at five in the morning with whiskey or not going to bed until the sun comes up. You got to do it, man. There's, there's not too many things that that'll keep you up at that early in the evening, you know, or the night and you gotta, you gotta do it, man. Absolutely. I think it's worth it. It's one of the few things in sports that it gives you either utter joy or complete despair, doesn't it? It's never in between. It's always one or the other, but 100% worth staying up. I've only managed to watch, well, half of a preseason game, which happened to be the Grizzlies game that got called off after three quarters anyway. So I didn't miss, miss much by going to bed, but I've missed the rest of the games and relied on highlights or Matt giving me updates. Matt's been giving me a couple of descriptions of the games as they've went on. But from what I've seen, the team are looking pretty good. Yeah, and I think they're going to have confidence. Um, I just, I, you know, you have the championship's edge. So I'll, we'll know much more again on Tuesday. I mean, even the starters are only playing 15, 20 minutes. And NBA preseason doesn't get like the same amount of attention as mm-hmm. baseball spring training or the NFL preseason around here. But I think that if you're just even looking at clippings or watching games, there's, there's nothing – there's if you're a Bucks fan, I don't think there's anything to make you feel like they're worse. You can you can feel like they're even, which is still a championship. You can feel better, but there's just nothing in there yet that it's, to be pessimistic about the team. You haven't seen any of that in preseason, the offseason moves, or anything. So awesome. there's – it's really, really going to be awesome. And there's plenty of reasons to be optimistic. Obviously, I think the two draft picks that we had this year – Albeit, obviously, Twitter went into meltdown when we made that trade with the Pacers to begin with. I think we've actually done really well with who we picked in that draft. Obviously, Mamu and George Greek. I think they're both cracking players, or they look like they can both be good players. Mamu has had a great um, preseason. Yeah, I think it's Mamu Keshavili. That's one. I don't even say it because I'm still trying to and learn it. Georgios Kalitsakis. Yeah. There we go. I'm yeah. still struggling to say them, so I don't want to do them the disrespect of saying well, it too Mamu. Long. I like George the Greek. That was good. <laughs> Keshavili, Mamu Keshavili, that guy, that, that guy could be something. I, I mean, again, with, with it, there's nothing more Bucks fan than to look at the 15th, 14th guy in the roster and think that he is going to be the next greatest thing. Man, Mamadi Diakite, man. He's going to defend the next year. <laughs> Diakite and Christian Wood. Well, that, that did work out. I mean, that that, that happened. He's I was big into Thon Maker. Okay, that well. didn't work out. Johnny O'Brien. <laughs> cut him again. I was going to say, he came back, obviously, for a couple of games. But like you're saying, I think there's a lot to be optimistic about going into the season. Now, the touch on we've got what the Nets on opening night, which I think is going to be a great game. I think it's going to be a good telling point for both teams to see where we are starting the season and going forward. The obviously with the whole Ben Simmons saga in Philadelphia, I think they've been distracted from what's going on. I don't see why we can't take the number one um, seed in the East. Yeah, they'll at least you know contend for it. I, I don't. I, I think that regular season wise, they'll have more stability than those other teams. And I mean, you can talk about Miami or, you know, Atlanta, but they're not number one contenders yet. And so you should give yourself home court and then it's just going to be, they're going to roll over who's ever eight, you know, maybe they'll get a test. We'll see who's, I mean, anyone could be four, but in terms of will the bucks repeat, I don't think you really have to worry about anything barring injuries or anything until like the season doesn't start until the second round, but th- that doesn't mean that this doesn't matter. Cause like I said, it's just going to be a celebration. 
it's just going to be a blast. We want to watch every night. These guys get better. We want to watch the new pieces. We want to watch teams give us the best shot. I mean, we haven't seen this. We're the hunted now. We, we, we've never seen this. So it's going to be, it's going to be great, man. It's just going to be so fun. And it's going to, it's going to be the celebration that continues. You know, I just, I can't wait. So me and Matt had a, we done an episode where, or two episodes where we predicted the East and the West standings to which I couldn't help but go for the Bucks finishing number one. Whether or not my Bucks tinted glasses were on for that is, you know, up for discussion. Matt went with the Nets. Matt reckoned that the Nets were going to pip us to number one. Did, and we would, ha- we would have to beat them again in Brooklyn. Don't, don't put me in this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is this prior to Kyrie news? Or it was, what? Yeah, so so th- this um, this was basically, I, I thought basically, basically the Nets are going to want to prove something this, because obviously they had so many injuries last year, they're going to want to prove something this offseason and they're going to go full out flying and maybe the Bucks aren't going to be like, playing every game to the house because they, they've already won it. And the, the Nets going to be trying really hard every game uh, was my thinking there. But also, my also thinking was that at the time, this, this was prior to Kyrie news. So if the Bucks got the second seed, they would have, the Nets would have home court advantage. But that would mean that if there was a game seven, they'd be playing game seven without Kyrie because the way, the way that, 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 that would be working. In a way, the Nets don't want home court advantage because then yeah. Kyrie can play more games. But obviously, Kyrie's not playing any games anymore. So, um, yeah, I gotta all... think at some point. But you never know with Kyrie. You you would think that okay, in a month he'll make his he'll make his point and then he'll come back. But with Kyrie, you never like with any other like Ben Simmons. Everyone knew he was coming back. Hey, oh, I'm not playing. Okay, Ben. All right. But with Kyrie, it's Kyrie. Kyrie's his own man. So. Who knows? I'm going to put me on record. Bucks, one seed. Yes, that's what I like to hear. What have you, obviously, you touched on Ben Simmons there. What have you made of that whole saga? And the fact, you know, that he's been thrown a tantrum, he's refused to go to training, refused to speak. Well, he, he did refuse to speak to the team for quite a long time. And then has all of a sudden agreed to go back. Funnily enough, when they stopped paying him. Well, yeah, it seems like, it seems, as soon as they said Ben Simmons wasn't coming back, I said, oh, I saw this with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers over here. Rodgers came back. The difference is Ben Simmons is not the best player on his team. And he doesn't have like the uh he doesn't have the the leeway that that Rodgers might have. I don't know. It seems like something's got to give over there. It's clearly not working out. You know, the 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 process worked until they stopped letting it work. You know, they they gave they get these guys they give up on him, Butler, they add him and then give up on him right away. It doesn't seem like they're the best version of the Sixers that they've been in the last few years. I always thought it would be a Sixers bucks collision course in one of the Eastern conference championships. And whether it was Kawhi's shot in game seven, two years ago, that ended that or the Sixers ineptitude, they just, they, even when they get to the playoffs, it doesn't matter if Simmons is there or not. I don't think anybody's going to take them to like, if you, are they going to make the – who's going to honestly take the Sixers to make the finals? You're going to take the Nets or you're going to take the Bucks. Absolutely. Maybe somebody cute takes the Hawks or maybe someone in New York is like, the Knicks, maybe. No one's taking the Sixers. Absolutely. There's no way. If you look at Chicago Bulls Twitter right now, especially the guy who runs the UK Chicago Bulls page, he is adamant after preseason that the Bulls are going to fill away. They're winning everything. <laughs> and yeah, the Bulls he, might be okay, but they're not, they're not winning you know, the East. 
Absolutely. He's putting everything on Alex Caruso, to be fair. He's expecting big things coming from him. The the, the thing the, the, the thing stopping the Bulls doing anything is uh is Giannis the who's Giannis going to score average forty a night on against the Bulls. Like, I think he's going to be verging on unstoppable this year. To be honest, obviously we touched on his jumper, the fact that his free throw routines came down, which will take a lot of pressure off him when he's shooting because obviously we had all the fans counting to ten, well very quickly during the playoffs. Um. I don't think many players are going to stop him. I think he's definitely going to win MVP this year. And when we make the finals, he's going to become the finals MVP for a second year running. And I think he'll get I think he'll get defensive player of the year as well. I think I think because there's no other candidate. Ben Simmons isn't winning it because of all the stuff that's happened with him. Um Rudy Gobert's not winning it because he got embarrassed by the Clippers last year. Um John Embiid isn't as good as Giannis defensively, so he's not winning it. I can't think of anyone else that Kawhi's not playing, so he's not going to get it. Uh, the only other person that can get it is Drew Holiday. And I'll take that either. So, you know. I'm pretty sure I've actually put a bet on Drew Holiday to win it. <laughs> defensive player of the year. The, the odds were looking pretty good, so I thought, why not? If Giannis wins, will be happy. If Drew becomes Depoy, even better. Yeah, I've, got one la- I've got one last question for you, Bart. I don't know if Matt has any. So, but to make the finals, who are we playing from the West that we inevitably beat to, win- to repeat? But who are we taking on? I don't know. The Nuggets, maybe. Uh, the Lakers. My second team is Golden State. My brother works there. He uh, works in the organization. I, I'm gonna. I don't. Th- I, I just. I don't. Because everyone's so sure on Nets Lakers. I don't think the Lakers get in. I don't, I, I agree. I, I think their team is too built around interior play and they don't have enough outside play and the game is I'll say the nuggets. Yeah. Uh, I think that's yeah. I think that, the... that's my prediction as well actually. I think Nuggets Bucks is a pretty good uh probably probably my final prediction too. If they get Jamal Murray back. That's the big thing there. I think. Yeah it sounded the last thing I heard it sounded like guys will return sooner than we think they'll return. Yeah. But even then I mean you know come playoff time who else do I like over there? Uh, the, the Clippers, the Jazz, Phoenix. Phoenix will be good again, but I don't think they're making it back. Hey, I'll go Bucks, go. Denver. Bucks, Denver, and then what? Bucks in six. Win the finals oh, for the second year running. Absolutely. Well, what else am I going to say? <laughs> Bucks in four? No. Uh, Bucks in six. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a, that's a, I think I'll go with the same thing, actually. See, I think I went Lakers, but I purely based it just on the super team more than anything else. Yeah, no, the Lakers is big problem. Like, the Lakers in the early 2000s would be one of the greatest teams of all time. But um, right now, but not now. Like, they have, like, Russell Westbrook shoots 25, like, nothing from three. LeBron shoots nothing from three. Um, AD is fine, but Giannis had a high three-point percentage than him last season. So, you know, they're not. They come play of time. They're, they're going to be like the Bucs from two years ago basically, I think. Oh, well, Bart, thank you very much for joining us, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure and we have really appreciated that you've taken the time to join us. So thank you very much. Yeah, and thank you guys. I love that you stay up, man. I I know, (laughs) you know, uh, like rooting for teams overseas or whatever. It's, I I wouldn't stay, like I root for West Ham. Good team. Uh, I'm not staying up. Ever for West Ham. 
I'm not waking up at they're on at nine. All right. In the morning here, I'll watch them. They're on six 30. No, I'm sleeping in. <laughs> I don't blame you guys. Are, you guys are up for the preseason games. Oh yeah. Love, love the preseason. Gotta get your basketball fixed where you can, don't you? But no, thank you very much for joining us, mate. It really has been a pleasure having you on. Yep. Thanks guys.